at Big Dog. Are you uh? Are you recording right now? I am now. All right, let's clap at the same time. All right, and then even even if we're not starting the podcast, like immediately, let's just get it synced up, right? Like right now. All right. All right. So, uh, okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Three, two, one. For sure. Was that at the same time? Yeah. Sounded like on your end. Yeah. Okay. Tight, man. Thank you. Be aware. Uh, be uh. Don't forget not to turn on that motherfucking Bluetooth on that speaker. It'll fuck your shit up. No, that's already on, my nigga. I'm I'm proactive with this pimping now, nigga. You know what I'm saying? About. Proactive with my pimping, <laughs> nigga. I get some crack of dawn for my shit. You know what I'm saying? Early bird gets the worm. Oh, I also no. wanted to say, uh, fucking the the way you were performing, people or uh, God is fire. I fuck with that specifically. Just from that little Instagram video. Thank you, man. That shit was uh, that shit was brazy. I like them. So the musicians that I was on stage with, yeah, uh, are like the top musicians in Northeast Ohio. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you talk about Northeast Ohio, like jazz or R and B, any Northeast Ohio shit, them is the right. top niggas. Tight. So yeah, that shit's crazy. The fact that them niggas fuck with me enough to like. Learn my songs and shit. I'm you know like, what I'm saying? This is, this is wild, bro. Yeah, that shit is fire. I also wonder too because I wonder about uh, you or how you will perform some of your songs that are sh- just straight rappy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to uh, figure it out. Get this. Get this show on the road, like on some real shit. Yeah. Bro. I mean, thankfully you can play multiple instruments. So I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? You can at least do that shit. Right. So right, exactly. You said you had, uh, you said you had an idea for Black English. I want to know what that is. I don't know if I have like a, a idea idea yet, but I do have. Nigga, stop trying to give me the screen share with this nigga. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's always trying to do that shit. It's like, weird. Damn, that's my nigga. But chill, shit. <laughs> yeah, hell no. But uh, oh, so I had some ideas for just some. I don't know if I have like a fully developed idea, but I have kind of some images. Like I think that it would be I have images. Hold on, I even wrote this shit down. You seen Wrote it down. Huh? You what? S- you seen uh Blood Oranges seen video Bay? for jewelry? Huh? You seen that uh Blood Oranges video for jewelry? No, I haven't seen it yet. In the video, you should you should fuck with it. So it's a it's a tight ass video. But in the video, it starts off the whole first part of that song are just a bunch of shirtless niggas jumping up and down in slow motion with do rags, you know, mm-hmm. to the song. Yeah, and I yeah. have that image, but in a a little more. I think it would be interesting to do something like that to your songs with just the with just whatever niggas are around, especially like the slower songs because it doesn't really matter like. It doesn't really matter to me, like, like I think about like how I'll be going ham to Uzi song. It's no different than fucking niggas going ham to Jodeci when it dropped. Like, we all right. we, we all go ham to shit, even if it's slow. I done seen my fucking cousins and parents get down on some old school shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I want to play with that whole idea that it's like, I mean, we still niggas, but we you can find the fucking rhythm in in anything. You know what I'm saying? You sh- yeah, you can, and that's how you really know if something is a, is a banger. Like if it's like, 
You feel me? That's what I'm saying. If it, if you can find that like hip hop sort of bounce in that shit, or you can like goddamn freestyle to it, that's when you know it. that shit is like with a banger. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I, I like been, that. I've been telling niggas. I don't know if I said this on the podcast yet, but I've been telling niggas about finding that fucking bounce in the shit is what makes it a slap. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. and I, oh, and, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And like I'm looking for shit that slaps, and it don't shit don't have to be rap to slap. But I will say. And I, I've been having funny conversations with, uh, with niggas about, I say that the Beatles have no slaps. They got great songs. <laughs> they got great songs. You know, you know, there's a lot of Beatles that I fuck with, but yo. never have I listened to a Beatles song and say, yo, this shit slap. Not one. Yo, that's a fact. That's a fact. Be- the Beatles have zero one. slaps. Zero They have zero slaps. Yo, that's so funny. Yeah, hey, but, but fuck John, fuck fuck John Lennon. though. I can't fuck with John Lennon. Yeah, no, I can't at all. And because because of, of that, uh, because that woman are the niggers of the world. That song, man. I hate when people try to like compare. Like first of first of all, I get what you was trying to do. Right, right. By saying like women are subjugated, just like black people in America are, or black people globally are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but like what is, that's just a lazy thing because like what does that say about black women then like so black women what they double niggas yeah yeah you know what I'm saying like <laughs> black women I mean and dead ass though I mean what about fucking like a uh, a uh, uh, a black gay disabled woman you know what I'm saying that's a quadruple right. nigga right there she like a triple thousand nigga and then like what do that guy like, like yeah it's... I don't know I just don't like comparative struggle like that's just some weird shit don't compare struggles you know yeah I mean. Don't compare. I mean, I feel like don't compare struggles in a way that makes. I feel like if you're gonna do some, if you're gonna compare some shit, it's to make a a a point about you trying to, you know, in some way like bridge a kind of cultural gap with somebody, and that's cool. But like, don't. Yeah. But I I feel like uh, specifically the John Lennon shit. The that song is a. It sounds like it's. Saying, don't even like worry about black people in America. Imagine women all over the right. world. When it's just like, yeah, that's it's you can't. I don't like when motherfuckers do a comparison to put one side down or to be like, well, damn, this shit crazy. Well, this shit is even crazier. Like, no, yeah, that's what like, I mean by nothing that. is I mean any by crazier than other. I mean, you know, that's all like fucking relative to place, time, the people that are involved, the politics involved. You know, so like, just to I mean to right. say that shit is to devalue black lives and and you were in America. So like so fuck that yeah. shit. And nigger is a specific American term. Like so exactly. So you it's, you're saying it's fuck like, black people in America because women all over the the world are are subjugated. They got it worse. Yeah. They got yeah women. I, yeah, I had this conversation with this woman, this gay woman, mm-hmm. and she, she tried to fucking compare like like black like black people portrayed in media to like gay people portrayed in media and i'm like it's no, not no, it's no. fucking same comparison bro it's like it's not first first firstly because uh like the black experience in the united states is like unique very, to very, any very other unique. it's like it's unique to any other like minority any other experience and any other forms of blackness all over the world there all are the world. things that are shared just from like phenotypical we all black and so we go yeah. through some of the things, but the specifics of America are very, very unique. Yeah, like the Western Hemisphere. Black people in the Western Hemisphere got like a got. It's like unique, and in America specifically, because like 
like black people in Jamaica, I think they're the majority in Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or like the Bahamas, they are the majority. But they, I mean, they're still subjugated in ways. So I'm not gonna act like the subjugation doesn't exist. But it's more people that look like you. So it's like more. It's it's kind of like your identity. You're closer to your blackness yeah. in somewhere like that. Whereas here, you got to kind of reconcile your blackness a little bit to even be able to function on the day to day. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like a unique, and I you know I don't have the time to like completely articulate that shit, but like it it does to me feel very unique to any other fucking thing in the world. Not to say it's worse, it's just different. Yeah, and so therefore, I don't think that you should fucking try to compare it to anything else to say that oh y'all think y'all got it bad. Well, look at what they used they used to burn gay people alive. Well, my nigga. What about it? What if I was black and gay? Then what? Right. Also, you know what I'm also, you can hide. You can hide being gay. I can't you hide can. being black. So you can't. That's that's shit is a fallacious argument off top. What you what did you talk about? <laughs> off top. And then I get the <laughs> argument that like you, oh you shouldn't have to hide your gayness, which you should not. You no, shouldn't have you to shouldn't. hide no be it. You shouldn't have to be ashamed of no part of your behavior. But if the shit hit the fan and you had to hide your gayness to survive, you could, my nigga. Right. You have the option. You have the option to do it. Has it's 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 not saying that I am pro like you suppressing your fucking identity, but it's like you have the ability to not draw attention to that part of your identity that you know what I'm saying. And especially if you're like a white gay man, right? You yeah. can oh you God. can pretend yeah, not yeah, to you, you can pretend not to be gay. And you still have and if. People believe it. You still have all the privileges of straight white men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, that's a fact. I can't. I can't fucking turn off. I can't just like be white for an hour and get a job right quick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's a fact. Uh, okay, run it the fuck back podcast episode season two episode three. You know what I'm saying? Um, this your boy Peach Curl, Marcus Scott Williams. Uh, you already know what it is. Oh, uh, just so y'all know out there, the boy, that boy, Peach Curls, just released a little EP uh, on March 23rd, Eastside. 2019. Eastside, you feel me? Go stream that on all on all social uh, on all social media. <laughs> Go stream that on all streaming platforms, you dig what I'm saying? I mean, you can stream, you got, you can stream snippets on social media probably. You sure can, but fuck that, nigga. I need that paper, so just go ahead and stream that, stream that whole thing. Matter of fact, just, it's, it's, just send this nigga some paper. Send me, yeah, yeah, you know, send me some paper. Cash app at the Big Teach on Cash App. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Big Teach on Cash App. Just drop me a dollar or two, you know. What you man? know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's like a little EP of, of bangers and shit that I put together for for the warm weather. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Uh, what we doing this episode? Lucius Left Foot by Big Boy. Son of Chico Dusty. Yeah, I forget the little subtitle. Sir Lucius Left Foot, Son of Chico Dusty by Big Boy. Yeah. This shit is fire. So, yeah, I mean, came out what, 2010? 2010. Started recording it in 2008, I'm pretty sure. And, but like while he yeah. was fucking fighting with the label. What? what? I, what is Big Boy's label situation, or what was Big Boy's label situation back then? So I was reading this. Sh- Were they on the face? No, hold on, let me find this shit again. Um, I was reading it, and essentially he started. I can't remember what label it was, but so after Idlewild, Outkast said they were taking a hiatus as a group and gonna do mm-hmm. solo shit, and the label did not right. support that idea and wanted more Outkast. 
shit as Outcast. Outcast music being released as Outcast. And right. um Big Boy was like, fuck that. So Big Boy recorded was recording actively recording Sir Lucius Left Foot. And when he brought it to the label and shit, they refused to like promote it or put it out or do anything. And he gave him an ultimatum, I'm pretty sure, and just like, you don't put the shit out, I'm gonna leave. And so I think he left the label. Um, oh, he well, I mean, at least he had that much power where he could do yeah. something like that. Though. Yeah, and I mean like yeah, it's I mean, I feel like at that point he has some kind of clout. And I bet that I don't mean I don't know who owns whose fucking masters, but Actually, I need to holler at Merritt. Merritt be helping me figure out who be owning shit so I know who not to listen to. <laughs> you know, like, who, who really getting paid <laughs> off this shit? You know what I'm saying? That's why I can't listen to Aaliyah first album. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Oh, yeah, because uh, Kale's getting money off them things so, there. So, like, you know what I'm saying? But, so, yeah, so he, so he left and he went to, let me find, let me find. Oh, cause, okay, so it was Arista. Shout, wait, first of all, shout out to Merritt for being, like, the music biz connect gang, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Don't they don't they work don't they work in the music like they work in a music distribution company? Yeah, I don't know if I can like okay. say which or I mean you I say which yeah, I mean like, I ain't I ain't trying to shit. Look, they don't pay them enough for me to be shouting out anybody anyway. So yeah, but hush. just so just so the listeners know, they work in they work in the industry. They their job. Is makes it so that they have to know like who owns what, mm-hmm. so they're a very credible source. Yeah, shout out to Mer. Shout out to Mer. I love you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. But oh yeah, so it was Arista, and it was reconstructed under Jive, and yeah, so Jive Big Boy left Jive, and went. Where did he? Them niggas was Jive. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, <laughs> Jive ass nigga. Oh yeah. So he went to he he left Jive, went to Def Jam, and released it on his own shit, the Purple Ribbon shit. Uh and in 2010, see that that's because I asked because this label was, I mean, this album was hella understated, right? Back then, and in 2010, do going like kind of independent and releasing some shit independent, yeah, was not. Really, uh, was not it wasn't no conducive channels for that, right? And fucking back then, and uh, for like a major artist too, um, and right. it didn't even do it didn't like it it charted and spent time on the chart, but it didn't do like well, well, like I think didn't so, Shutterbug win a Grammy? N- oh, uh, maybe, but like also that song Royal Flush with uh Raekwon and Raekwon and and Andre. Andre. Uh, won a Grammy but that wasn't a, I think it was Jive because Andre was still sound, signed to Jive Jive didn't approve mm-hmm. that shit so it didn't make the album but he still they still released it or he still released it somehow and they got a Grammy from that shit too um, I mean shout out to them niggas for like cleaning up Grammys and shit it came out July 5th 2010 that was when it was released yeah uh, so the, the the overall synopsis that I got of the album was first of all, let me start by saying, uh, this whole if anybody's still out there like ringing that Andre over Big Boy right. shit, fuck you, man. Right. Cause it it this album proves to me that like I mean not only does like all the Outcast albums prove to me that they are equally yoked, right. but this album proves to me that they're equally yoked because I mean right along with Speaker Box, this nigga wrote a whole album to show y'all nigga, hey bruh. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's me out here. You feel me? Uh, I think that, I think that like the overall sound of the album, 
was like in some spaces kind of dated. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. But uh, where the album shines, it shines. Um, great vocals. Like, I don't know. Outkast to me has always had like the best recorded vocals in, in the rap game. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't, them, them, they, it'd be such like crisp sound and then when they speed up and slow down their voices some people when they speed up and slow down their voices you hear like kind of this computery like sound in the background yeah am i making sense yeah but like for them it's for some reason it'd be just like uh, perfectly clear that's you know a what fact I'm saying? yeah uh their delip his delivery on this album I'm, and I'm when I say there, I'm speaking of the whole Dungeon Family camp. Yeah, but since everybody. we specifically talking about yeah, since we specifically talking about Big Boy, I'm gonna keep it on Big Boy. His delivery is just the crispest, most cleanest motherfucking delivery. Artic- he articulates every syllable Back. when needed. Um, knows when to activate and deactivate the heavy Atlanta accent. The the knows when to double his voice. Knows when to add harmonies. Yeah. Goddamn. Switches up the flow at the exact moment you want him to. Yeah. I don't know. I can't say enough about how perfectly he executes his delivery. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. And I like how he, he under, just like we were talking about a minute ago, about just like finding the, you're finding the fucking pocket and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He finds the pocket and everything so well that it, he, he, he can rap however way in that pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like so many, yeah. especially on the on the earlier cast album, he would just rap double time over everything. You know what I'm saying? But because he understood where that pocket was at, he could he fucking controlled that shit. You know what I'm saying? And Man. and so it's it's so it's so crazy. You know, his verse on "In Due Time," oh. fat fire, crazy. Um, what was who? Did, how how much was Janelle Monae involved with the creation of this album? I don't know how much she was involved. I bet a bunch because they been they were fucking with each other from for a grip at this point. Um, because she was on right. she was on one song. She was. On I feel like I feel like B-Stool. a lot of either they either they fuck with like uh either they fuck with a bunch of the same producers, which I think they do, or like she produced a lot of this shit on the low because yeah. It sounded it sounded like way like a Janelle Monet album though, yeah, you know, with with just Big Boy rapping on it. I'm trying to see, and I was gonna say specifically about like linking with Janelle Monet and shit. It's so it's so interesting. What the thing that I was thinking about when I came into listening to this album is that Big Boy is in like a very particular like space with this. So like he's uh-huh. he has to define himself as an artist for the very first time, you know what I'm saying? Like himself as a standalone yeah. artist, because even though like he and like the same thing was true with Andre at the time, where just like even though everybody showed them lots of respect individually for like the production shit, the performance shit, all the raps and yeah. all this shit, they still always existed as part of a larger project you know what i'm saying like outside of exactly outside of cast it was cast and the goody mob and then all of the dungeon family and everything is like written produced by everybody you know right and so like it's so it's interesting for one that he was an older rapper when he's going out on his own for the first time on his own merits and shit you know what i'm saying and yeah he's super at this point he was like already a, a Grammy award winning rapper, writer, producer, and like at the fucking top. 
And so it's super interesting because I feel like a lot of people in this kind of in this kind of position fail because he has all the resources he ever needs. He can get beats from anybody. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He can get features from anybody. He can Which he, which can he get, did get beats yeah. from 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 heavy from hitters. Heavy hitters. Like. <laughs> but like you have all this power, what the fuck you gonna do with it? You know what I'm saying? You can literally do whatever you want. Whatever like ideas you have for the shit, you can execute. It's not like me and you where it's like we got this idea for the shit, and I think I can fudge it if I use this or like use this filter, shoot it with yeah. this lens or some shit. Like he just like no, whatever can you know whatever can ha- can happen will happen. And I think and he, that's kind of that. And I think that he that does. Be, uh, yeah, oh. yeah. Um, no, but I was saying that I think that he does that well. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. And I think that Janelle Monet working with Janelle Monet, just like a younger artist in general, was a good move for him because it's just a nice fit. You know. Right. And I was going to say, being somebody, like, having all that, all them resources uh, at your disposal can kind of be paralyzing, especially Definitely. with all the shit you mentioned before. The expectation of him being one half of outcast and all, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, maybe that's why it took fucking three years for it to, to be released. But right. it's it's just, or because, you know, he was also, like, in movies and goddamn doing like other business ventures or whatever. Yeah. But I would feel that it would be like immense pressure. Like, nigga, you had all them resources and then you came out with this bullshit. Right. That's what <laughs> that's what I would be thinking like the whole time. Like making that like, no, I can't come. I gotta come all the way correct on these niggas, man. Right. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I think that's why I like when like major, major artists make actual actually like well crafted music because like I don't, I don't know, like, having, I mean, with all things, like, having the resources, like, is not everybody can fucking have the resources. If I had the resources to do half the shit I wanted to do, I would be doing, you know what I'm saying, whatever. Right. But, like, I just, exactly. I, I like when people understand how to use resources to make shit that they want to make, but also make shit that their fans will like, you know? Because this whole album is mm-hmm. still, like, a fan pleaser. And it doesn't necessarily even yeah. sound like an Outkast album, you know what I'm saying? It sounds it like... Does, a, in parts... In parts it does like the intro does, and then yeah. uh, you know, just parts of it sound like. But like for the most part, it sounds like something completely different. Not, it doesn't even sound like Speaker Box. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which well, some think, would argue is is his first solo shit, which I don't I don't agree. But like, yeah, I don't know. agree. I don't agree at all. If it was his first solo shit, they would have released it separately, solo. Yeah. So right. Fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> I mean, just like that's what it would be like. They were still popping at that point. They could do whatever they wanted. Like, they did um, whatever. Yeah. But, damn, I'm high. I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, I'm pretty stoned, too. Um, That's the theme. That's the theme of RITFB. You feel me? We be big, we be big blowing gas over here. Be blowing beat, gas beat, dope, <laughs> farting, <laughs> piss. <laughs> P-W-U-U-S-A-E-I. <laughs> Nigga. How you spell that? <laughs> Oh, piss ass nigga, bro. God <laughs> uh, damn. Oh, but... <laughs> no, nah, what was you about to say, though? I forgot what the fuck I was going to say, but I will say... Oh, what I meant by... This is what I was going to say. What I meant by a two, I think, is that it doesn't sound like an Outkast album in, like, I don't wish that it was an Outkast album anytime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. It feels kind of right. like, I mean, it feels like all Dungeon Family albums because everybody is. And like, there's even like Andre has a beat on here too, you know? Yeah. And like, like I'm sure that like, 
just he was in the studio a couple times, you know what I'm saying? Oh, of course. Like, I'm sure, and I'm he, sure floated, he approved. He floated and, everything by that nigga. You know like, what I'm saying? Every, like, yeah, and that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm sure the big boy sent it to him, got it approved before, so I'm sure like Absolutely. his hand is in it, but it's a big boy album, you know what I'm saying? I don't at right. all I, I don't at all feel like, damn, with, with, with shit, if this had Andre on it, this would be... I don't feel like that at all for any song. Which yeah. niggas, yeah, me niggas was really trying to play Big that. Boy, you know. Yeah, that's what that was about to be my next question. Like, why do you feel like this album is so slept on? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, just, I don't even I don't even know too many people who've heard it. Yeah, I feel yeah, or if like people who like heard it and like maybe people I think would like it now or like will find some value in it now that they didn't when they were maybe like 20, you know. But yeah. I don't know. I think this just big boy is always criminally underrated or, or just like second man a bunch, which is a shame. Yeah. And I think that I don't know. I think that like Andre is the easiest for a lot of people to fucking like get behind just because like it's it's a wilder style that he has, but it's easily accessible. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not yeah. like it's not a complicated. I don't want to I don't want to. I don't know how I want to put this, but it's not an overly, overly rap, rap, this is rap, art, rap type thing that he's doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to understand all the moves that he's making from my perspective. And like maybe I identify with him just because like I was the weirdest nigga that was around. So I always got called Andre plus like, yeah, you know, same, so like him just being a fucking absolute fucking weirdo I always fucked with. Um, and then love, love below came out like at a at a very pivotal time in our lives. Right, the, what that shit was like oh three, yeah oh three, eighth grade when that shit came yeah. out. Who out there? Hold barking? on one second, that's fucking dog, man. Get the fuck, get from over there. <laughs> I'm not even cutting it out. We out the mud with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's dogs in the hey, background. Hey, Welcome. hey. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't even a real dog. It's just my dogs out there, bro. They got down. Shit, my dog beating on the goddamn door. You feel me, Shouty? No, but um, um, but I think that like yeah, I think I think Andre. Yeah. I think it's like it, the whole Andre over Big Boy thing is because people Andre like looks the part, right? Yeah. People are simple, so like. If you look at the two of them, Big Boy just looked like a a, a balling ass nigga. That's all he looked like, yeah, yeah. you know. He just looked like a regular. He probably remind he if I mean, put your dad. He probably looked like somebody's dad. That's you a fact. feel me? Shit. He looked shit like he looked like he can be several of my uncles or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you know Big what Boy saying? from from down the block, from around the way and shit. I mean, even just look at the album cover for Sir Lucius Left Foot, son of Chico Dusty. Right. He looked he looked like he finna go to a. Uh, he looked like he finna go to a goddamn like cabaret party or some shit like that, bro. He got some shades on. Another fedora, like right. Yet again, Yo, you know what I'm saying? And oh my god, this is the Jay Z fedora season. I swear to God, like, <laughs> I swear to God, bro. Because every album, every album we done did as well has so far has had a nigga on the cover like adjusting his hat or like in a hat. <laughs> That's a fact. Hat gangs, nigga. Just a picture. Hat gangs, nigga. The early 2000s was all about hats, my nigga. But speaking to... But like just... But speaking to your point this, where he was saying, not to cut you off, but where it was like yeah, he's yeah. A, a... Like just, for lack of a better term, like a regular nigga. You know what I'm saying? Just like a standard, mm -hmm. not overly flashy nigga. You know what I'm saying? A regular flashy nigga. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But I feel like he's still, he's he's very much, even when we were 20 and he, we were listening to shit, he's some gener- he's a generation above us and he he feels and looks like our like parents or our older or our younger uncles. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, yeah. especially at, a, at, at the time that it came out when there were, were some major shifts in rap, especially for younger, you know, rap fans that were major, major shifts. Yeah. Um, People as just far as like people. what was acceptable looks, as yeah. far as acceptable fucking pants sizes, my nigga. Yeah, I mean, all of that shit was changing. Yeah, and it was changing like pretty quickly, and there was a there were pretty pretty big divides, and just like younger niggas was just fucking with this shit, and then older niggas, you know, that same classic shit of like then older niggas gonna be grumpy about it, blah blah blah. But so right. I just feel like. Big boy maybe got kind of lost in that shit, you know what I'm saying? Where it was in the rebel, in like the young nigga rebellion. Yeah, yeah, in the young nigga rebellion. And it's not even like people don't fuck with Big Boy. And I feel like as far as a lot of the shit that I've seen, like people, like younger people, like now, I don't know, like they'll they'll say they fuck with like a Biggie or they don't really fuck with Pac or you know what I'm saying? But like everybody fucks mm-hmm. with Cast, you know, like Cast transcends yeah. generations and like people, even if you don't bump Cast. You can listen to cast and understand um, that it is special. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. but so just like I think just with like the label shit and him just being like filling that role and already being such a major, major artist, um, he probably just like lost a bunch of younger listeners at that time. Yeah. Cause I, mean, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Because I mean like 2010, like who was really popping in the next few years? 2010, like, and he had him on his album, but like Gucci was popping. Um, was getting Yo, I want to specific. I want to dedicate some time to specifically talk about that Gucci feature. We will, I, you know. Yeah, yeah, we definitely. But will. um, yeah, and I mean, just like I think that's probably like around the like Young Thug was really starting to bubble, and like whenever Young Thug got dropped into the game, everything changed. You know, so like, yeah, no, true. So very true. And then like Future was bobbing, so like the the genre was shifting very dramatically. Um, yeah. and like fracturing and also, becoming other also shit also CeeLo 2010 was around the time CeeLo started doing like his like started coming into his own yeah. real heavy and quite as kept I don't think a lot of people know this maybe they do but CeeLo was supposed to be the third member of OutKast that is factual um, and like cause they all three went to high school together he he linked up with Goody Mob when Dre and Big Boy brought him to the dungeon on some like they was like freestyle battling I think it was, I want to say it was Big Gip that told this story on 85 South Show. Um, like he Shout out battling. to 85 South. Love have, it, a, have a song, uh, bro. What the fuck you waiting yeah, for? Yeah, man. Come on, bro. We got it down. But, uh, so I guess they was battling each other or they was all battling in the back of the dungeon and yeah. shit. And then CeeLo came and obviously had bars. But then this nigga started singing in the middle of the battle. And right. nigga was like, oh, no, this nigga the coldest, bro. Yeah. Because, like, he been... Having pipes like that, like he been can sing. I like mean, shit that. in due time. Like maybe his voice, he hadn't really been having vocal lessons like he he would, but like you know what I'm saying. He was singing. Also, singing. Liber- liberation, bro, and liberation, liberation, right? Oh my god, bro. Uh oh, CeeLo, I man, that's I could I could spend a whole whole day talking about that nigga as well. We'll, we'll do but some I think CeeLo that, album show. Yeah, I think that because like you know Dre was on his enigmatic like you know sort of weird uh thing and then CeeLo was coming into his own I think you're right as far as like Big Boy because Big Boy kind of stayed on like as far as his outward appearance is concerned he stayed 
kind of true to form. Yeah. Very on brand. And then his lyrical content, I think, I think the, I think the nuance of his uh, lyrical content and the skill level is subverted by the fact that he is just <laughs> rapping. You know what I'm saying? He's not really doing a lot of singing. There's not a lot of fanfare yeah. um, that that kind of showcases or like will draw you in if you're not if you're not already in the mindset of listening. Yeah, that's fact. So if you hear if you hear like you know Andre hit like some sort of weird note or CeeLo hit some crazy ass harmony, you gonna tap into their lyrics a little more because it's like kind of exciting. Whereas Big Boy is just like, no, nah, hold these bars though. Right. You know, Big Boy, you got to be ready yeah, for that shit. Yeah, Big Boy just got bars for you and like. Big Boy is like a, a master class rapper. You know what I'm saying? He'll teach yeah, you cash honestly. on the shit. Oh, he'll, te- he'll teach cash on the shit. He'll, <laughs> he'll teach a class on the shit for real. So it's just like, yeah, he just has bars. But yeah, just like... And it's something that maybe, you know, like, just as a younger person, I didn't... I knew it was tight because I could decode the metaphors. I could, I could decode the bars and I knew how to read the bars. And I was like, okay, this is bars. Yeah. But like... The, like the delivery, how he finds the fucking pockets, you know what I'm saying? That's all like yeah. all that like little bit of stylistic choice and like, you know, choice of where to do what, you know. How as fuck can't find words. But like that's what makes that shit so subverted and it's just like yeah. Oh, he's really he's like, like a master master composer. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, he 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 really doing some shit for real, for real. And right. like I was thinking about on fucking night night. Um, I don't know what he said specifically. But like the that third verse when it like kind of drops and comes back and he goes into that double time flow, and it's just like I was just like blown away. Like I like double took myself on the train listening to it. Like nigga, what did he just do? Like how did he? You know what I'm saying? And that's just like that's how- having control over your instrument. Like you know what I'm saying? And I love that story yeah. of fucking cast uh rapping their fucking like going on runs, running on treadmills, rapping they shit. Yeah, running around the block rapping and all that shit. Yeah. 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 So like he fucking he can he big boy is that nigga for real. Don't fucking, you know. I'm trying hold on, I'm about to play I'm playing night 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 right now. Cause I gotta remember the uh I ain't sold that man nothing. Man. Man, man. <laughs> that shit funny. Oh yeah, 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 night night. Yo, yeah, I I yeah, love that shit this is- shit. I love that this yeah. shit is so fucking funky, man, for sure. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, as far as, like, another thing about, like, Big Boy's kind of understatedness and underratedness is, uh, first of all, let me start by saying, I don't think that there is a group of people in music, especially hip-hop music, but it's in music in general, that uh, speak... To the black experience more accurately than the Dungeon Family. That's a fact. I think that I've the, always, you yeah. know, we've always, we've always said this shit. Yeah, yeah. I think that the Dungeon Family uh, has the most. Like I, I mean, I'm gonna just reiterate. I think they they have the most accurate. They speak the most accurately about the black experience, and it is kind of universal. So like the, they talk about like the the. 
uh, struggle or the dilemma between like wanting to be on some hood shit, but then wanting to be on some elevated shit. Yeah. And then like they talk about like stereotypes. I mean, for example, is every nigga with goals for the? Is every nigga with dress yeah. for the calls? Is every nigga with goals for the fall? Home. No. Yeah, so, <laughs> like exactly. So like they they challenge the stereotypes from a from a to an outsider looking in, but then they also challenge stereotypes inwardly, and then they, so they make us look at ourselves as well as make other people look at us differently, which is, I don't, I don't know, I, I love that. Yeah. But I think Big Boy's role in that is kind of more, um, like, it's more, it's like the blackest of all of them. Yeah, yeah. And I and I and I mean that in the sense that like big boys sound just like a nigga that is that's from your hood that like is just smart as fuck. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Fact. Whereas whereas like Andre and CeeLo and even like the rest of Goody Mom, mm-hmm. like Cujo and them, like they are they fall more along the lines of big boy too. But I mean just look how much they're slept on. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> so but like they are same with Big Rube. They like some niggas that just is in the hood, smart as fuck, smoking Newports, like, hey, I'm a, y'all niggas ripping and running, but we did this shit before type of yeah. shit. And I think that people are are resistant um, to that. You feel me? Yeah, and that's a fact. Um, but oh, awesome, awesome not talking about music shit. I'm okay with, like, niggas sleeping on these type of niggas because, like, them niggas got the secrets for real. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to go yeah. fuck with them niggas. Y'all niggas can be out here doing dumb shit, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to become these niggas' friends and understand where they coming from. Learn some of the game. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Because these niggas is rich, bro. <laughs> <laughs> these niggas out here ball line. Shit. Speaking of ball line, let's talk about, let's talk about Sir Guapshuary, bro. Yeah. Mr. Gucci Mane LaFleur, bro. Yo, I love this feature. I love First this of all, we talk about Shine Blockers. If you have not heard the album, Shine Blockers. When Gucci comes with the hook, this song. I'm on my all right. grind, shout it. Don't block so like, my shine, shout it. Hold up, hold up. They got them. The the beat is massive off top because it's right. just like a big soul sample, some big drums, you mm-hmm. know. Um, kind of similar to International Players Anthem. But then it's something about, like, when Gucci Mane, when he double tracks his voice and then pans it, like, maybe 20 to the left, 20 to the right, yeah. and it's just, like, surrounding. He got, like, this, like, kind of airy. His, the texture of his voice is so satisfying. That's fact. You know what I'm saying? Even when he was, like, hella stuffed up and, like, couldn't breathe out his nose, it's still... I don't know, that added to it a little bit, if you ask me. That's fact. Gucci voice sound like a motherfucking, like a sort of rough breeze that feel kind of good. You know what I'm saying? Like it was kind of hot outside and shit, right? But then yeah. it's like the wind kind of blowing, and it's blowing kind of hard, but it's kind of cool, and it like hit the whole face and the arms, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, like it, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of maybe not what I wanted, but like it feel real good, and I, and I accept yeah. it. Yeah, I love it. When, and then when when his voice comes in on that feature, it just, the song just get, takes a new life. It gets huge, huge. It and opens beat, up. Fucking the beat everything, doesn't even right? really change. Yeah, right. That's what that's the word I'm looking for. It opens up. The it, it just like I don't know, man. It's like the a, a breath, and then Big Boy kind of comes in and like you know brings it back down to the ground. Like I don't. It, it's like the perfect mix. Them two's voices together. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
And I wanted to say about Gucci, man. Because first of all, I love Gucci, and I think that Gucci is going to go down in history. I think he already people already recognize this. But I think Gucci is going to go down in history as one of the most pivotal figures in in hip hop in the early 2000s. Bro, I, I mean, and the 2010s. Bro, I've been saying that Gucci is my favorite rapper since 2015 for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I saw it cuz and this was right around the time because like I was kind of fucking with Gucci a little bit after So Icy, and he had did some other, like, Freaky Girl was all right, and then uh, Bitch, I Might Be was hard. But then, like, I heard this shit, um, and then so, I can't remember what other shit. Um, no, remember when we first, I w- we was living in Chicago together, yeah. and the State versus Roderick Davis yes. came out. Yes. Oh, so, yeah, so the State versus Roderick Davis came out, and... That fucking intro, crazy. The Stop intro, it. The intro, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lemonade, wait, 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 wait. I gotta pull that up. Crazy. Yeah, lemonade. I'm smoking as a line. That just how I'm chilling. But so like, yeah, this it's, is it's interesting because like that shit was right before that whole Roderick Davis shit and this shit kind of like boosted Gucci's like fan base. I think a little bit because like right after yeah. and, it, and like people were already fucking with Gucci, but like right after this. He like went on that spree of dropping all them fucking mixtapes. Like he was dropping Trap God. Mm-hmm. Trap God Two came out. That's my favorite Gucci mixtape. And you know what I'm saying? And then like I'm up, and he just like four, five fire mixtapes a year. Yeah, and that 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 Radrick Davis album showed it proved to me that Gucci had bars. I remember bars. when we, I remember specifically when we first like was like, wait a minute. Yeah. This nigga Gucci hard. Yeah. Because yeah, it was on we was listening to that intro and he had switched up the flow. I'm trying to find that song. It's class, man, called Classical. Classical by Gucci Mane. Hold on. Cause I just remember like us hearing that, that when he switched up the flow, I think in the third verse, it was like, yo, this nigga Gucci might be. Gucci might be the one. But what I wanted to say about him on the uh Big Boy shit is. I just like how much Gucci Mane believes in his work and in, in himself. Yeah, fact. because fact. some people in his like a lot of people at that time, especially, would have been like, "Man, why Big Boy get on the song with Gucci? That nigga trash." Right, you know what that's what I'm saying. Niggas was still yeah. saying Gucci was trash back at this time. N- niggas was yeah, yeah. Niggas was saying Gucci like real hip hop niggas was saying Gucci was trash, and they still do. But like, fuck them niggas. Really, but fuck like, them niggas. You don't you you <laughs> gay you stopped you literally turned your ears off fifteen yeah. years ago. What happened? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga ain't heard shit since you, fucking Stillmatic. The nigga. crazy thing is, you miss you missing out. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really it, people. Everybody who you know flying this rap is trash flag right now. Y'all missing out because music right now is the best, especially rap yeah. is the best it has ever been ever. It gets better every year. Yeah, that's what I think. It has For it sure. has not like the state of rap has not been in decline since rap existed. Yeah, if fact. you ask me. I you think artistically However, and fucking financially. Like, niggas are still selling... Yeah. Like, still, niggas are still... You know what I'm saying? Oh here Yeah, for big, real. it's changing people's lives. But artistically, like, everybody is just a lot freer than they've ever been. And right. it's, it's showing that, like, it's the, you know... It's the motherfucking being wild a hip-hop artist is right not, now. Yeah, exactly. And, and being a hip-hop artist is not monolithic. So, like, what I liked about uh, Gucci getting on that, that big boy shit is... I was saying, like, he believes in himself 
heavy because like some people in his position also probably would have felt some sort of pressure to be like, all right, let me match. You know what I'm saying? Let me let yeah, me get right. on some outcast shit. Let me he but he stayed true to form right. and was very much Gucci on that bitch. Probably per Big Boy's direction. Like Big Boy's probably like, hey bro, don't switch up nothing, bro. I fuck with what you doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then uh I imagine Big Boy saying that shit in the studio, it's nighttime. It's yellow bulbs and this shit. He's still wearing sunglasses. Still, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Them sunglasses, same fedora as the motherfucking album cover. Some purple Air Force One. <laughs> I'll be you on that kryptonite looking at that nigga. Don't change nothing, but I fought with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just hit me in the face with some goddamn money. You know? That was so disrespectful. <laughs> Hit me my, that shit is so funny, bro. You just hit me off with some goddamn money. Oh shit, yeah. no. But um, that also shows how much. Like, I think we talked about this last season. Atlanta niggas fucking show so much love to other Atlanta niggas. Like, definitely, it's a whole nother thing, man. Like Atlanta, I don't know. Atlanta niggas understand other Atlanta niggas. So deeply, and they got such a special place in their heart for other Atlanta niggas. You know what I'm saying? That's fact. Does that make sense? Yeah. Atlanta highlight us. I ain't never been, so get us to do. You never been to Atlanta? Yeah, never been to Atlanta. I'm trying to do a live R I T F B. Atlanta. With, uh, with, with 85 South and shit. Hell yeah. On 85, nigga. Fuck it. Shit, in the middle of 85, nigga. Live. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, we live from Hold 85. Them all right now. During a Hawks game, nigga, fuck it. Let's go for it. <laughs> niggas hear, like, niggas hear honks and motherfucking wind noise. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? Y'all nigga doing shot of guy? <laughs> that's just my, I just imagine that's how everybody would sound. Yeah, but uh, I love that shit. And uh, the T.I. feature on this shit. Also, Amazing. the fact that uh, none of the features are listed. I love that, too. I love that shit. Because it's like, shit. man, look, just tune in. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. And I like, I like, I like that shit so much. And I've been telling niggas, see, look, this is another thing that I have, I've, I've been telling niggas for 10 years they need to stop listing their features. Because first of all, have some motherfucking respect for your own fucking work and stop trying to like, you know what I'm saying? Stop trying to like name drop to get people to buy your shit. That shit is just yeah, that use, shit is just whack. shit as a selling point. You you're like using it as a selling point. I mean like you are I mean you got the feature. You like if you got you got a Jay-Z feature. You don't need to tell mm-hmm. me about it. You got the feature. You doing something right. Like <laughs> you don't have to prove right. it to me, nigga. That's for you. That's not for me. And like trust your fucking right. work. You know, just trust your fucking work, you know what I'm saying? And like I don't know. And plus like I don't be wanting to read hella shit. You feel me? Like yeah, and like niggas still get paid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you get true. a writing credit on that bitch anyway. It's not like taking a name away. Whatever. You know this. This is irrelevant. But like, I love that shit. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just like that because it, and it tests me as a listener because right. I like being able to be like, damn, whose voice is that? Damn, whose voice? That shit hard. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And it's, and um, I like that because it doesn't set up a fucking expectation for you. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, and so you don't go into the song thinking like, "Oh, this shit got a, this shit got a Ti feature. This shit gonna sound like, you know what I'm saying? Or this shit got a right. Gucci feature. This shit gonna, this shit gonna be trash. You know what I'm saying? So like, right. you strip the fucking listener of any way to like 
set up some kind of bullshit ass unreasonable expect like expectation or try to project anything onto your shit and just be like, all right, you just gonna listen to this shit. This shit is fire. Just listen. Yeah. And then you hear, and then you fucking hear Gucci say, "Oh, you like, uh, ah, nigga. nigga." I think I did scream when I heard this shit. I was like, "Yo," because we were living, we were living at the fucking uh, in that on apartment Shakespeare. in Chicago at the time. And I was like, "Yeah, on Shakespeare." This what? Yeah, I'm yeah. on my. You used, to, you used to listen to this album every single day. I love this. At least once a day, and especially this um, song. Hold up. Uh, hold he also up, got yeah. he also got Jamie Foxx on this motherfucker. Right. He got so just the, the features alone. He got Jamie Foxx featured on here, Yellow Wolf, which is hilarious. Hilarious, and it's a good feature too. I know, but like, remember when niggas thought Yellow Wolf was like next up, bro? Yes, I don't make me go up <laughs> you on you, low key. But low key, I did fuck with that song, and I did fuck with some Yellow Wolf. But I always knew that it would like i always knew what yellow what kind of artist yellow wolf was you know what i'm saying so i'm like okay this yeah, shit is hard man. i don't expect this nigga to to blow or like to even continue to do this kind of music for very long so and I was the game was in such a weird place in 2010 cuz it was also right. the start of internet shit so like niggas couldn't tell like who was going to be what? Who was gonna do what like five years down the line? Cause like shit was people was scared. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like everything was being challenged, bruh. And if you wasn't like on blogs or whatever, right, you know, niggas didn't know how to take you. Yeah, that's fair. Uh but goddamn, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Sleepy Brown obviously on turns me on, which is uh, mm, you know. That's just that's just one for the books right there. Turn Me On is such a good song. Such a great song. It feels good to listen to. Jamie Foxx on Hustle Blood, which honestly, I'm going to come clean. Like, I did not really enjoy Hustle Blood like that. No, I listened to it. It's the only song that I skipped for real. Um, I do kind of... It was like when Lil John was trying to make like the R&B beats and shit. You know what I'm saying? He got his little lovers mm-hmm. and friends shit popping. He was feeling sultry. And it's not my favorite. Um, yeah, I like. I mean, I think that I kind of like this. Like, if the song was on, like the first time I listened to the album today, I was like, okay, yeah, like the song is is a good song, sure. And then like the second go around, it's the only song that I skipped. I was like, I don't four minutes. Yeah, four minutes. It's just like no. a weird. Yeah, four minutes of Jamie Foxx. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool, bro. I'm gonna go ahead on it. Yeah, Sean Garrett got a um, fucking writing credit on that shit. Hey, Sean Garrett is such an enigma to me, man. Right. He also wait. <laughs> he wrote a uh, yeah. He got a writing credit on yeah, like Usher and. But Usher, Lil John Luda, and wow. what? Them like pop writers be really, be really throwing me for a loop. Like, how do they? Goodies, where, you know. Damn. Where do they be coming? Break from? up by Mario Uh-oh. and make her feel good. Oh no, that's a Tierra Marie s- song. Yeah, I smell a Sean Garrett episode, my nigga. Do, do Sean Garrett shit slap? Like, what is his solo shit hitting like? He got one solo nice. album. It came out in two thousand eight. Ugh. Yeah, you know how it's gonna sound. <laughs> it's called Turbo Nine One Nine. Not gonna hear that. <laughs> I'm about to listen to that. Wait, collaborate. Tur- it's got Luda, Lil Wayne, Akon, and Pharrell on it. You trying to hear O Nine or what is O Nine? It came out. You trying to hear O Eight Luda? 
No. You're not. You're not trying to hear a no. 2008 Luda. Stop. Oh, it got. Wait, it got a font on this motherfucker too. <laughs> Shout out to Cleveland represent. Wait, no, buddy. Is that a vine? No, that's some. Oh, these some fucking Swedish niggas. Bloodshy and a vine. Fuck out of here. Oh, uh, I'll never. I'm not trying to, to hear. I'm not trying. Read my mind. I'm not trying to hear no no type of haircut, Luda. Yeah. <laughs> Any. Niggas I'm not trying to hear haircut, braids, Luda. bro. That was, that was really the end. Y'all did it to yourselves. The niggas who cut their braids and rap, y'all changed rap because y'all got whack. <laughs> Honestly, look what happened to T Pain when he cut his dreads off. Right. And then look what happened when he sued, sold them bitches right back on. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a fact. Though. He kept them, sold them on. Oh my god! And then came out with uh, I think chopped and screwed. Uh okay. It's getting it's getting about that time. Mm-hmm. What's your uh what's your top three on uh Sir Lucius Left Foot Son of Chico Dusty? Yeah, hold on. I was still on some Sean Garrett shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I think that Oh my god. I think Oh, my, I I, I, I wanted to say also before you get into your top three, I wanted to say that uh the album cover does not do the music on this album any justice. No, just I was just looking at this shit and I'm like, bruh, for real? This is what you went with? Like, he couldn't he couldn't think of nothing else. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look at the cover for his latest album. It like it's that <sighs> is worlds worlds better. Worlds better than what he did for his first album. Yeah, I think but it's that's still it's thing. still it's still trash. Like Yeah, I mean it's not good. It's not good at all. But it's worlds better than this yeah, one. Yeah, this and like <laughs> And it's just 2010 like flat, was at a time white when, background. What nigga? Like right, bro. Like uh, it, this was a time when people were still buying CDs. And I'm gonna come clean. If I saw this CD, like the <laughs> way that looks, like, <laughs> like the way this album cover looks, Ooh, it does not look shit. like this shit. This not about to slap. That's how I look. Shit, I'll be in, in 2010. I'll, I'll put that shit right back in a little sleeve, nigga. Like mm-mm. my days, man. If that shit. That shit looks like a. 2004 that shit looked like it came out in 04 right. maybe it looked like but then like the new danger lo- came out in 04 and that album cover is hard right. so like I don't know and fucking wait but like <laughs> it looked like big boy learned photoshop f- for the first time <laughs> it was like yo it was like oh yeah I'm gonna do this it's everything me for this album shit stop it really does <laughs> look like MS Paint look at it it looked like what he just fuck? learned photoshop like what is like what is this font? <laughs> like like look like what <laughs> like what is this font? Yeah, and this nigga lips so shiny. Why, bro? Like, so shiny. Like, uh you know what I'm saying? And then like the son of Chico Dusty font is just what is that script? You put like, script on it's your like a princess like disco neon script. Like look like skinny purple rain. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get it, man. Dude, I Lo- don't Sir get Lucius Leftwood just boneless purple rain and shit. Almost fell out the motherfucking chair. Boneless, skinless purple rain. Stop. So funny. I even, man. I don't know. I don't not know who green lighted that, but the one flare, damn, the man. one flare on his glasses too, like. Was that intentional or is that just the light got caught and you didn't? That looks, it look, first of all, and it looks like his glasses got fingerprints on them. <laughs> they do. Like, hold on, wait. Let me. Man. 
Don't play with me, big boy. Stop playing. Hold on. Boy, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, stop. Bruh, he got got fingerprints on his glasses. (laughs) (laughs) That clean ass mustache. I'm about to eat this nigga, man. Hey, bruh, this music didn't, do not match the album cover, just so y'all know. So y'all and know. that's probably would have, that would have turned me off, man. If I hadn't, if right. I wasn't a huge Outkast fan, right. I wouldn't have probably wouldn't have gave it a chance. That's, you know what that's I'm saying? A fact. And like, yeah, at a time when niggas was buying CDs, I wonder how many people like just picked it up and was like, or even Hell people no. who are just like, <laughs> people who are even just like, oh, I kind of fuck with Outkast, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't buy this shit. I bought it for yeah, Big Boy and not on, the cover. Yeah, the cover. When I remember seeing it back then, I'm like, "Hey, this cover trash." <laughs> yeah, like what happened? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh my days. And but then, but the Boomerverse cover is like, it's like Big Boy. You need some help on the visuals <laughs> over there, man. You like, you really do, man. Some, Purple ribbon, holla at me, cause like I'm saying, it's just like Big Boy. That's just not your lane. Just like you don't even think about what the cover looked like. We we got you. We we got a team for you. You know what I'm saying? We gonna holler at Peach Curry. Yeah. We gonna holler at Jaren Braxton. We gonna holler right. at Dose. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, I mean, just like, yeah, like l- let somebody else do that shit, bro. What happened? Who's doing hey. Outcast covers? Somebody who wasn't fucking right. with Big who- Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't like Big Boy low key. He was like, you know, fuck that nigga. Boy, that, you know, that nigga, bro. Cause wait a minute, even wait, 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 wait. Let's go back, man. Big boy, he be, they be, he be getting the short end of the stick, man. Cause let me see what the fucking speaker box cover look like. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, let me see. Yeah, whoever do that album covers ain't really rocking with Big Boy like that. They don't really fuck with that nigga. <laughs> the, yeah, cause the, even the speaker box love below cover, he they got him in his wild ass. Fur with some like a white tee. First of all, my nigga, this nigga has on a fur with some white tee with a white tee <laughs> underneath a long ass chain. The chain, the pendulum sitting in this nigga in this nigga sitting dick. in his lap. Yeah. Then he got the Timberlands, but he don't got butters on. He got the Timberland Euro hikers on. <laughs> Come on, dog. Like I know it was two thousand four, but God damn, bro. <laughs> then you got Andre over there, you know what I'm saying? Shirt off, you know, rock starring it up. That's why people be doing that, man. Yeah, that's you know, because like just aesthetically, you know, Andre is more pleasing. You know, to eat like appeals to you, make you feel like it's a ritzier experience. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at the motherfucking big boy jeans piling up over his motherfucking ankles, make his legs look like they zigzags and shit. Bruh, like what's good? <laughs> what is good with you, my nigga? This nigga looks 200 pounds heavier. Yeah, and he I, he probably was. That's probably smaller. I don't know. Like, you know, I'm not an expert, but you know, let's we need it. He needs some help on the visuals, my nigga. I don't even Please. think this nigga had a lineup in the speaker box cover. Why they do this? No, nigga? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. He had the rainbow lineup. Wow, he really different. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. I'm, and then I'm now that I'm thinking back, like all the big boys' visuals is like super underwhelming because even the visual for that song he came out with, uh, the single on Boomerverse yeah. featuring Killer Mike, trash visual. Trash visual. Really, really not good. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, quality because he had an expensive camera, but just like kind of not good. So uh, don't go to Big Boy for any sort of visuals. Just just listen. Yeah. You know. <laughs> just listen. Look, he's a, he's a professional masterclass rapper. He's a great producer. He's a great musician. Um. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's it. Great to listen to. <laughs> great to see perform. Not, not that. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, what's your, uh, what is your, uh, top three? My, my top three is, definitely, I mean, Shine Blockers, off top. Um, mm-hmm. for real, I mean, it's hard for me to pick, but I think I would pick Shine Blockers for sure. Um, I would pick For Your, for your Sorrows. Um, I love when fucking mm-hmm. LCAS get into that funk, like that fucking P-Funk pocket. And like when they work with George Clinton, and I think that that like song is such a, like a standout song. That song doesn't feel dated at all. It sounds like a like a like the best outcast for your sorrows. Yeah, I think the best outcast, yeah. like just like the best, all the best Goody Mob, all the best fucking Dungeon Family songs, kind of exist in and themselves. You know what I'm saying? Kind of outside yeah. of anything that can be can categorize it and just kind of. Or timeless, you know what I'm saying, for lack of a more corny term or whatever. But like for your sorrows, that to me is just like this shit still sounds. This shit slaps, first of all, and then it still sounds yeah. like if somebody came out with it now, I, it, I would not be surprised. You know what I'm saying? But like it's just like yeah, it exists that in and itself. In the end, right? That, 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 that one, right? Yeah, yeah. And then and like two short, two shorts feature on it is is crazy. You know what I was thinking about for your sorrows? Actually, yeah. I don't mean to yell. I just yell. But like, <laughs> I was listening to that shit. I was like, hey, Skepta would demolish this motherfucker, bro. Skepta, holla at run it the fuck back because you can't. We already since we said it, we got the copyright on it. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta spit on it on on an episode. On an episode, Skepta would murk That's that shit. Fact. You know what I'm saying? That's a fucking that fact. would be yo. Just man, that would have been damn. Hard. Skepta working with fucking George Clinton would be crazy. What's George? I mean, but George right. Clinton like is old and retired now, right? Or is he thinking about retiring? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I mean, he still got it in him. Yeah, that nigga's still out here. That's fair. majorly. I mean, Bootsy just dropped the album on some crazy shit too. Like yeah, that's or fact. just dropping singles or whatever on some crazy shit. Yeah, that's a fact. But I just I was hearing uh for your sorrow and just like the way that the way the snare hits on that shit. Yeah, I'm like, fact. Oh, Man, Skepta would Skepta would destroy this shit, or like uh, Stormzy, like any one of them like super popular grime niggas, you know. So yeah, with, y'all with grime niggas, listen to some, listen to a lot of P Funk, listen to some fucking funk, funkadelic, you know what I'm saying? Not yeah. some funk, funk, not some funkadelic, some Parliament. Listen to a lot of Parliament. Yeah. See what y'all get out of that. Just thing. that whole, I mean, that whole camp, yeah, you know what I'm that. saying? Uh, so you said Shine Blockers for your sorrows and, and the Train Part Two. Because the train part two oh. actually reminds me of Cleveland. Because every time, you know, every time I hear uh, the train part two, I think about a time when I was sleeping at Kip House and uh-huh. we were about to, we were trying to. Kip Stone, by yeah, the way. Kip Stone, shout out to this nigga. I ain't talked to him in a grip. Holla, get on an episode. Um, Come on an episode. Come on the show, Kip. You know what I'm saying? Um, but. So I think about just a time we were going to either, I don't know, like pull up to meet you or like just like pull off somewhere, but his shit ain't have no gas. So we walked down to the fucking gas station with a fucking, uh, with a gas can, gas can. to fill it up and walk back. Um, 
but we were talking about that song specifically. Um, yeah. During that shit, and just because that song was it was out at the time, it was fucking hard. Yeah, I remember me and B used to ride around to that album a lot. Yeah, like a lot, a lot. <clears throat> and that album influenced a lot of the music I was making at that time, because like Big Boy sure. was doing like time changes and and just weird sounds and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of, but uh, some of them synth sounds. Um, say that five times fast. But uh, but some of them sounds were dated. For sure. I don't I don't think like Big sawtooth you know yeah like, mm-hmm. synths and shit like that was super 2000 early 2010s yeah like, for from, sure because i mean even if you listen to drake from that time he mm-hmm. had like songs with like them big sounding synths on it and those don't stand the test of time music like sonically but like the structure of them is still good so i can still like the song but i'll be every time i hear it i'm like damn i wish these had different sounds yeah, but, yeah for like, sure it's like it's too it's a little too harsh all the time. Like you can make this shit yeah. just a little, a tiny bit softer, and make it a little prettier, and it would, you know, what I'm saying, because then it just feels kind of abrasive after a while. Um, yeah, like the song "Be Still." Yeah. I wish that "Be Still" had, yeah, for uh, sure, just like a softer sounding synth, because that that's that it's too much, you know. For sure. It's 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 really too much. Uh, but I, yeah, I feel you. Like right. the structures of the songs still are like valid and I know they're good songs so I just kind of like over you know yeah. it's just dated it just is what it is what's your top three it just is what it is my top three uh turns me on mm-hmm. like for the for the reasons that you know if you know me you know like the type of music I like like the type of music I gravitate to I like uh a lot of vocals I like harmonies I like like that funky kind of phrasing that's on there yeah um, it just you know something hypnotic about it. I, I like it, and I, Sleepy Brown's voice. I don't know, like Sleepy Brown. He has like, he like it's like a mix between Curtis Mayfield and fucking uh, Crazy Bone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Like it's it's that, like that airy sound, like he smoked like sixteen blunts a day type shit. <laughs> <laughs> which which I mean, he probably does and enjoys them too. Um, yeah, I mean obviously. So I like turns me on. That's that's a huge one. Um, oh, I wanted to say something about Tangerine before we got up out of here. Yeah, I don't like songs about sex. Why not? Uh, they make me uncomfortable. Especially, it's it's actually a couple moments on this album that made me uncomfortable. Like when men rap about sex specifically, I don't I don't like that shit because they they it be it's kind of corny. First of all, gratuitous. You know what and I'm saying. Then, yeah, just gratuitous. Like T.I. said, like only thing I see is titties, pussy, lips, and ass cheeks. I'm like, God damn, I need <laughs> right. Damn, like, what the fuck? <clears throat> Ugh, bro. <laughs> like, shit, like a and nigga then, like, like me, I like, I like a nice thigh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right. Parts of the, the arm, shit, the, the fingers, neck. fingers. I fuck with yeah. fingers, heavy ears, fuck with fingers. I see, yep. yeah, I see, collarbones, yeah, collarbones. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about that, nigga. Like pussy, t- pussy, titty lips, and ass titties. Titty lips. <laughs> <laughs> the bitch got titty lips. <laughs> oh, hey, baby, let me see. If she, actually, if the bitch had titty lips, I want to see him. I mean, yeah. Like titties just got. Li- anyway, I'm tra- <laughs> but yeah, that, like. Like I don't know, I I don't like when rappers like rap about sex and like sexual prowess and all that shit because it makes me uncomfortable. And then um, you know, I be thinking like, damn, these niggas married, bro. Like you know, right. so like, 
are they they and you know rappers you're supposed to suspend disbelief and think that it's all real so i'm just supposed to believe you out here slanging right. dick on your wife right and then like the and then like another song in the album he he says you know my main one got my last name right, so right, like right. you you touting that you married but then like five songs ago you was talking about fucking hella hoes right man, so I'll be confused. And um, and to like play up to that point too, it always feels it just feels manufactured. It it feels like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this song uh, because it's like a song for the ladies for the you know what I'm saying yeah you know song yeah. for, you know and it's it's just like it feels like you're pandering to a group who doesn't want to be fucking pandered to, and it just right. feels disingenuous. You know what I'm saying largely. Right. I, but I feel but the same I'm, way, and I f- used to feel like damn, do I just like not like sex? And I'm like, no, I like fucking like. But yeah. but just like yeah, the songs make me uncomfortable because it feels like if it, it sounds like you're uncomfortable, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, right, right. <laughs> and I be and I be thinking, you know, because I make music, so I be thinking about like, uh, like in the studio. How do you, you know, how do you rap about like you a nigga? It's other niggas in there, bro. And you rap right. about some, you talk about some intimate shit, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Look, it's just weird to me. Rap is, but, rap is uh, some of the most fucking homoerotic shit. From all ages, from all fucking eras, oh, yeah. too. And niggas try to pretend like it's not. This shit was always some gay shit, nigga. Fuck out yeah. of here. Yeah, yeah. It always was. Um, but conversely, I love booty shaking songs. Of course. So like, I don't, I don't like when niggas talk about like explicitly fucking, but I love ass shaking songs and songs about ass shaking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think. And go ahead. I don't mind, like, I don't mind it as much. And R&B songs about sex, I don't like either. I'm not just talking about rappers, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, like, same. I don't like when, like, R&B niggas, like, you know, get graphic about, like, they, you know, I'm I'm putting, I'm going to put put you in a backflip and do all these moves. Like, I, I'm trying to hear all that shit, my nigga. Like, right. ugh. But I don't mind it when women rap and sing about sex. Even if they get dumb graphic with it, I still don't mind it as much as when niggas do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what I'm yeah, and it feels like most of the time when re- women are rapping about sex, it feels like they have just a better, it doesn't feel disingenuous. It do- they have like a better knowledge of the workings of their body and the shit that they're actually doing. So it doesn't just, it's not just like they're pandering to somebody just to be, you know what I'm saying? Just because. Yeah. It doesn't feel like yeah. that. And so it, it just feels more genuine to me. But I was going to say too, um, I like fucking two things. I like the ass shaking music too, but that's a specific like cultural thing. I mean, just like in like strip club culture in Atlanta is a big deal. People fucking still get shit fucking songs premiered in strip clubs. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's a whole. A that's a whole like cultural ecosystem. So that also doesn't feel like something. I don't, that I don't think you'll hear. I don't think you'll hear any rap album that comes out of Atlanta that doesn't mention the Blue Flame. That's what I'm saying. Or Magic City. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or Onyx or, Onyx, or whatever, you know what any one of them, yeah. So, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But so, like, that's such a specific part of the culture, not only, you know, for, you know, for, for multiple reasons. Um, but so, like, if it feels, like, it feels fun. Like, you're making music specifically for a fucking, uh, yeah, for an environment, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Instead yeah, of just, exactly. you know, just like, well, women want to hear this, which is like... Right. This one for the whole. Yeah, and I'm just like... Bro, you don't even <laughs> nigga spell ho. Like, <laughs> um, but I was gonna say too. That's why I think that it uh, was never. I never considered myself like an R and B type nigga when I was a kid, and I didn't. As you know, and as Charlie and them know, I didn't really listen to fucking like R and B or slower shit or soul shit really until, until like recently. Yeah, until like 
Oh, like five or six years ago, in depth. Yeah. Like, you know, I heard right. all of it because right. of surroundings and I was familiar and I knew songs, but like, I never like sat down and was like, I'm going to in depth listen to this shit. And I think it was because yeah. like so much of the fucking R&B at the time was just like overly gratuitous and, and disingenuous. And it has nothing yeah, to do, just, yeah. and it doesn't even, and I don't even want to say that it's, take the gratuitous out of it all the way. It just feels on a bare level feels disingenuous and I specifically am very sensitive to like knowing when the fuck the person is into it or not. Like you gotta yeah, you gotta sell me yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like cause like the gr- gratuity I don't mind I don't mind like gratuitous yeah. use of things but I, I think for me it's like you said it's more just like I don't know like a cartoon character projection of like sex and I and being like a you know sexual being for like 14 years now mm-hmm. like I've I've had enough of it where I know like ain't none of that shit that you rapping about going down like that my nigga right. it's just not and you, know, you smoking you drinking you popping pills it is not fun to have sex with you probably probably not it, like nigga. you <laughs> and you and you're super homophobic so like you probably don't it's certain shit that you probably won't even do with a woman just cause you scared to feel gay nigga, you know, you know so, what I'm saying <laughs> so stop rapping about how fun this sexual experience is with you when I know all you doing is hitting in front of back for like two minutes until it's over with right niggas put, niggas will fuck around and fall asleep like Gucci and Spring Breakers and shit like you feel me <laughs> yeah, like just, yeah, yeah. Ugh, I don't like it. these. Are, and then, and, right, and, but then I also remember these are the same niggas who who say that they don't eat pussy. So like, right? Come on, man. Fuck it. Right. Look, <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> but uh, and uh, another weird, weird kind of like sexual moment on the album. Uh, I hate using the word trigger because like that's a trigger word for me. Like nigga, somebody saying they trigger triggers me. I hate that fucking word. Yeah, but yeah, like. For sure. I mean, I, I have no other way to describe it. When the niggas describing the David Blaine, yeah, I was like, eh, nah, I was yeah, I was like, that didn't age well. That didn't age did well. Did not, and like, I'm glad that it didn't. Um, and it, it's just yeah, it's just some scummy shit, you know. And I'm just like, yeah, and I know he was probably putting that on there to be funny, but that shit wasn't funny, yeah. my nigga. That shit was like, ew. And even in the context of 2010, that wasn't like, yeah, I mean. Super like ex- like what the fuck Ugh. like you fucking a girl and you sneak out and like yo somebody else is like what the fuck what is this environment is y'all fucking with the lights <laughs> off too what's wrong with yeah, y'all like, nigga what is going on bro <laughs> that shit was crazy though. I was like hey this these two things just like when I heard Gorilla Pimp again I'm yeah. like hey this is kind of like yeah. a little too much bro like uh, but wait before uh, you, yeah what's your, so what's your top three. Let me, let me finish my top three. So, obviously, I said Turns Me On. Yeah. I went on a tangent about Tangerine. Um, for Your Sorrows. Uh, and it's a tie between Shine Blockers and The Train Part 2. Mm-hmm. And I might have to pick The Train Part 2 over Shine Blockers for the very same reasons uh, you picked it. It's just like a fond memory I got riding around in the car with Kip. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Uh, like it just brings back like fine memories sure. of when we first started figuring out that we like love music and art and shit. Yeah, and, like definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Uh, honor- honorable mentions though. Be still. Obviously, General Patton. Because uh, that big rude poem at the end is just hard. Oh, yeah. Like, and you know, so those are my honorable mentions. You feel know I me? Mean? My honorable mentions would definitely be like. Definitely turns me on. Turns me on is fire. Um, and I think that I would probably also have to do uh, General Patton because it sneaks up on me. Like, I had forgotten what it sounded like just by like looking at yeah. the track name. 
And then like Shutterbug played, and I was like, all right, Shutterbug is fire. We're gonna, you know, and it goes off, and then General Patton comes oh, on, yeah. and I'm like, what? Yeah, wait, wait, wait. I don't mean to, I don't mean to cut you, Shutterbug. Like I can't let you just breeze past like Shutterbug. Shutterbug is so fucking good. Yo, that shit it's, just ages wonderfully. Yeah, it's so good, yeah, man. That shit is fucking fire. Okay. No, um, yeah, what were you saying? General Patton? Yeah, General Patton just kind of like creeped up on me. And it kind of doesn't, it's kind of like standout sonically on the album. It doesn't really sound like anything else. Everything else is mad, like funky, mad, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, yeah, like Cynthia and that, Cynthia and that's like, and like big, a little big poppy, and you know what I'm saying? And this yeah. shit is just like hard rap shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is great. He comes, he comes on the track. Get the soft dick up out your mouth. What are you time at? Time at. My least favorite joints on this bitch. I I got two more things to say about it. Mm -hmm. uh, my least favorite joint is follow us. Oh, I, that hook. The the chorus on that shit is so it, it, trash. It ruins bro. it. Like it, it doesn't it, ruin it. Like I like it up until the chorus, and then I'm like, oh, what happened? Like. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What was the what was the decision making process there? Oh, yeah, he was really he was really really different. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, sh follow us. I cannot stand uh, Tangerine and Hustle Blood. I just I just I you know them is three skips every time I I skip them. Really, I f um, I fuck I with Tangerine. Beside the fucking David Blaine bullshit, but like. I like Fuck With Tangerine as a song. I'm surprised, and I'm surprised, because I didn't, it just, it stands up to me. What I was going to ask you, though, before we go is, what are your top three beats on the album? Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Uh, Shine Blockers, obviously. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Again. Um, the Train Part 2, again. Mm -hmm. And Shutterbug, man. Those, yeah. Yeah, I think mine would be fucking Shine Blockers. Probably Shutterbug, definitely, and uh, I don't know. Cause that I I like Night Night. I like For Your Sorrows, <sighs> but I'll probably pick. It's it's probably the same as you. It's probably the Train Part Two. Yeah, because it's just so it's so tasteful too, man. You know, yeah, it's so like res minimal, it's reserved. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's spacious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives him all the fucking room to kind of just like walk you through the song. You know what I'm saying? I wish it was the last song yeah. on the album for real. Same. I don't like the fact that uh that backup plan is the last song yeah. on the album. It kind of it kind of makes the album feel like he didn't have really anything to say with that album. Like that that'll be my my one critique. Yeah. Two critiques actually. I can tell that Big Boy feels like and I know we going like way over but I I got to get this off cuz yeah, I've yeah, been no. thinking about this the whole week. Yeah. Uh I can tell that Big Boy feels like he slept on yeah. because like he references his like pen so much like he talks about his ability to rap so much more than, sure. than Andre does or like so much more uh overtly than Andre does you know and I think that's because he like kind of I mean he, he got the internet right he can tell that he knows that people think that he's like the second fiddle to Andre 2000 definitely and that kind of that kind of you know that reads and I don't really I don't necessarily enjoy that and my other critique is this album, be it good, feels like he didn't have anything to say. It just felt like, you know, I'm going to make a bunch of dope songs. And I think that that has a lot to do with the way 
the track list in play. Like the the track list. Definitely. I was gonna, I was going to say I like Backup Plan as a song like for sure. But it's just like misplaced on the album and shit. I was just thinking yeah. that shit. I'm it's dark as fuck over here. A nigga sitting in complete darkness. <laughs> Sunday went down and shit. Yeah. Um it should have it should have went like in that in that section of the album where like Tangerine mm-hmm, was mm-hmm, like definitely. it should have went there. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And and we should have ended on like uh Be Still and The Train, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The more introspective songs would have been like a great way to end the album. Yeah. For sure. And um, I, yeah, and I think that yeah, I think that like the album feels like he was just trying to prove to him to people but to himself that he is like a standalone artist, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With and yeah, with yeah. The, with those critiques, I have the same critiques. With those critiques, he proves that, you know what I'm saying? The album is still great. He's still like fucking the oh you know, absolutely still sonically great, even in the parts where it's dated. Like it's interesting because like only pieces of it would be dated, like just the synth, but like the the structure of it and like the fucking drum patterns and shit are still like amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that he does that, but it does it does definitely feel like he's trying to you know, you know this is for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which 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 yeah. you know which sucks that people put him in that you know in that position. It feels like he has to prove to us, you know. But right. But well done anyway, right. big boy. Big boy. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, shit. Episode season two, episode three. Goddamn, run it the fuck back podcast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, what, what you, what you trying to do next? Uh, let me see this motherfucking this. Cause I was thinking, I don't know how available AK is. I was thinking, I was thinking DeAndre Way. Let me hit him. Let me hit him and see, um, what he's doing next Monday. I'll text him right now. Um, All right, we can do that because we were listening to DeAndre Way a little bit the other day. So I've been trying to, I've been trying to, I've been trying to keep myself from listening to it because I want to fucking, I want to wait. Yeah, I listened to it yeah. a little bit and I was like, okay, okay, it's in my phone, it's downloaded and everything. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> shit, I can listen to it in the train anywhere. Yeah. All right, we out. All right, cuz I'm gonna holler at you. All right.